Welcome to Growing in His Word. Wow, what a beautiful day it is today. And listen to this, man. We're going to talk about forgiveness. We're going to talk about how people do us dirty, but in return, Jesus wants us to be forgiving. And you're thinking, <laughs> how do you do that when this person did this to me? Well, we're, we're about to find out, man. You're going to be blessed today. We're at the end of John chapter 11. We're going to go verse by verse, message by message, teaching by teaching. And we're not going to be in a hurry because we're slowing it down. We're, we're teaching the Bible. The Lord is. And we're going to show you what it means to be a forgiving, godly person that will enter in the kingdom of heaven. Because this is what Jesus wants. Amen. So welcome to Growing in His Word. Bitterness is what destroys a believer and it destroys everything that he's worked for in Christ. And even though we don't have to work our way in Christ, we can't live a bitter life. And Jesus is now on the move. He just left. You know, he's, he's ready to heal Lazarus. You know, we're in the book of John chapter 11. And, and the Lord Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, we ask that you come right now and uh, just speak to us, Father. Amen. So here we are. The, the, you know, we're in John chapter uh, 11. We're going into chapter 12. Last week we left off on where, you know, many of the Jews basically gathered and they were, they were watching Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead. And Lazarus, you know, it was awesome because Lazarus, you know, he's just, you know, he's sitting there and he's, you know, he's not sitting, he's laying. But verse 38 says, and then Jesus, again, groaning in himself, okay, came to the tomb. And it was a cave and a stone laid against it. And Jesus said, take away the stone. And Martha, the sister of him, who was dead, said to him, Lord, by that this time there was like a stench, uh, for he had been dead for four days. And we talked about that last week. Wow, four days he was dead. But see, what I didn't tell you was, when Jesus called out to Lazarus, only Lazarus came out of the dead. Why? Why did he arise out of the cemetery? Only he came out of the cemetery. Why? Because if Jesus would have said, rise, everybody would have came out of the, out of the cemetery. Everyone would have came out of the graves. That's how powerful Jesus is. So he specifically used Lazarus' name. He said, Lazarus, get up. Listen, we're going to study this. But we're going to study how bitterness destroys a believer who loves Jesus. And we're going to talk about what leads to it. We're going to talk about so many radical points today. It's just amazing. And I hope you guys are ready because God bless you guys, man. I'm, I'm excited today. I got, you know... I want to read some radical quotes about forgiveness and about just the way the Lord wants us to live in general. So verse 27 here says, let's go back. Jesus said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are Christ. She said to him, the son of God, who is the coming of the world. So, so listen. And when she had said these things, she went her way. And secretly called Mary her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she, her, she, as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town yet. Remember? 
Last week we talked about that, how he wasn't even there yet, and they were preparing it. And so we're going to jot down through to where we left off. And the Jews saw her weeping, and they and they had, they they were they felt bad for her in verse thirty three, and and basically their souls and their their spirit were troubled, and they were like, hey, you know, and Jesus was like, where'd you lay him? And Jesus was telling them, let's go check it out, man. So basically, Jesus was weeping. Remember, he felt bad for him, but the Jews thought he was like nothing. Oh, look at Jesus weep; he's got no power. Look at him. Look at him. He can't Ray, He can't do anything. Look at him. He's like a he's like a weakling. But that's not why Jesus was weeping. These tears didn't weep out loud of hopeless grief like the others because he knew what he was about to do. But he had compassion for the pain, for their pain, and was moved, listen to this, and was moved, it moved him into tears because Jesus was 100% man and 100% God, you know? So listen to this. Believers, podcast, I want to tell you something. This is an awesome podcast because, you know, we can we can sit here and talk about the facts, and the facts is Jesus Christ paid the price for you and me to be in paradise. And... And, and we went on to talk about in verse 40, and, and this is awesome because bitterness is stirring in the heart of the non-believers here. And this is what I wanted to talk to you about. We're going to get on with this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go quick, but we're going to talk about the bitterness and what fills our hearts of bitterness and why and how we can be forgiven and why Jesus died for us so we can be forgiven. I mean, Jesus is going to talk about his resurrection here, and he did. So verse 40 says to her, did I, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then he took away the stone from the place where the dead man was laying. And Jesus lifted his eyes and said, Father, in Hebrew, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me, but because... Of the people who were standing by, I said this that, the, that they may believe that you sent me. Here he's comparing him with his father as Ichad, one in Hebrew, equal one. We're going to talk, sorry about the Hebrew, but I speak Hebrew, so, uh, you know, we're going to speak Hebrew a little bit. If you want to gotta learn Hebrew, just follow in and I'll teach you. So, Jesus, Yeshua, was talking to. The people, to his father, I mean, and he's, and he's telling them. You sent me for this. And verse 43 says, Now when he had said this, listen to this, these things he cried out loud with a voice, and he said, Lazarus, come forward, come forth, come out, get up, come out. Everyone's like walking around, you know, people are just watching this. It happened. Now, now check this out, man, because I'm, real, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm excited. I got to slow down because I want you guys to get the teaching, but I got to slow down because I'm just excited because Jesus is so radical. He loves you so much that he died for us. And this, a lot of people don't understand today. They go to church and they walk in the church and they see the, the pastor gives a message, but do they really know that Jesus, what the meaning of the cross is? Because they're going to plot to kill Jesus. They're so bitter, they're going to plot to kill Jesus now. And this is where we left off last week. And basically, 
They loose them up. Lazarus comes out. Now they're the Jews. Listen to this in verse 45. And then many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things Jesus did believed in him. But some of them went away. Now, this is the sum we want to talk about. To the Pharisees and told them the things that Jesus did. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered at a council. They, they gathered in the council, the Sanhedrin, in, he, in the, the Jewish Sanhedrin. It's a member of a Jewish court, basically, the council. And they said, what shall we do? For this man works many signs. If we let him alone like this, everyone will believe in him. And the Romans will come and take away both our Jewish heritage, our nation, and they'll take away our, our place. And they were afraid. They didn't want to leave, lose Israel as a Jewish nation. But what they didn't believe was they can't lose their heritage. Because when you receive Jesus Christ in your heart, you don't lose your heritage. You don't lose your, your life. You don't lose your way of thinking. You become a believer, a new born again believer, and you fall in love with Jesus. Listen, they didn't understand the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit was working and how He wants to work. This is radical. Listen, verse 45, and goes on to say, they thought they were going to lose their nation, their Jewish state. And one of, the, one of them, Caiaphas, and by the way, Caiaphas was a high priest. He was a prophet. He was. He really was. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a voice problem. It's the, it's the season. But Jesus... Caiaphas was a prophet, and so, you know, he pronounced the message a long time ago of, of God, you know, unco- uh, you know, coming to die for the people, and 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 so, he was a prophet, but you know, John also saw uh, uh, Caiaphas's words as a prophecy that Jesus not only died for just Israel but Gentiles too. The world. Jesus didn't just die for one nation or one country or one race of people or one group of people. He died for everyone. All human. Jesus doesn't see race. There's nowhere in the Bible that says anything about how we are not equal because we are equal. It's our blood. Is the same. And Jesus is about to lay his blood for the nation of Israel and the nation of wherever you're from or the nation of your household right now or even in the nation of your car if you're driving. <laughs> Don't hit anybody. Eyes on the road, ears on the message. Listen, note takers, you need to get your pens and pen- papers out because <clears throat> they're going to plot to kill Jesus now. Listen to this. So verse 49 says, and one of them, Caiaphas being the high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you consider that it is ex- expedient for us that one man should die for the people and not that the whole nation should perish. Now, this he did not say on his own authority, you see. It wasn't his own authority, but being the high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation and not for the nation only, but also... And also, listen, that he would gather together and one the children of God who were scattered abroad. That's everybody. Everybody. Every human being that comes out of a mother's womb 
can is a sinner, but they can come to the knowledge and love of Jesus Christ and live for eternity. It's free. It's free, man. Jesus paid it all. It's free. In verse 53 says, And from that day on, they plotted to put him to death. And this is what I want to talk about. Listen. They plot, from that day on, they plotted to put him to death. Therefore, Jesus no longer walked openly among the Jews, but went away there into the country near the wilderness to a city called Ephraim. And they remained with his disciples. And the Passover of the Jews was near. And many went from the country up to Jerusalem before the Pesach, in Hebrew it's Pesach, to purify themselves. Then they sought Jesus and spoke among themselves as they stood in the temple. So here they are, purifying themselves in Judaism, thinking, this guy can't take away our sins. Man, I'm getting tired of it. Yeah, let's gossip some more. Yeah, that's right, let's gossip. These are the butthurt non-believers who are yeah, you know, t- in today's world, they'd go to church and hear a message, and they'd walk in and listen to the pastor preach, and say, "I'm not gonna believe that. Not me. That's not my message." Yeah, but the Holy Spirit's telling you you're a sinner. Nah, not not for me. Yeah, but you didn't see God raise the dead? Oh no, no, I didn't see that. Nope. Blinders, man. Some people have blinders of bitterness over their eyes, and this is the message today. Release the blindness blindness from your eyes. Listen. Passover was there. This is when they cleaned themselves for their sins. Um, I'm sorry. No, this is that's not that's that's Pesach. That's Yom Kippur. I'm sorry. You know, they're at the Passover, the Pesach, and they've got the Seder. In the Hebrew context, we take the Seder, the plate, and the Passover, and we, we mimic the Exodus where Moses came and crossed, you know, where Ramesses and was chasing Moses. And so they're sitting there and they're scrubbing their bodies, doing the mikvahs. They're called mikvahs. We do mikvahs to cleanse ourselves. This is the ritual of the Judaism. I, I don't. I have Jesus. I, if I want to cleanse myself, I just, you know, get on my knees and say, Lord Jesus, I love you. And so, it's radical because... I'm sorry, I paused. There was a beautiful dove outside here. <laughs> and it's, it's radical to hear the dove. It's, it's, it's a sign that Jesus, honest to God, is really God. And he's, he's here for us. Listen. And the Passover of the Jews was near. And many went from the country up to Jerusalem. So they're coming all around from Israel to purify themselves, to make themselves holy. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> And then they sought Jesus and spoke among themselves and stood in the temple. What do you think? That he will not come to the feast? Now they're like, oh, he's a chicken. You know. Now both of the chief priests and the Pharisees had given a command that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it and that, that so they could seize him. They put a hit on him. They want a hit on him now, man. Like one of them old movies, those gangster movies. I don't know. Uh, an Al Capone deal, man. They wanted to hit him now. Now they want they want to take him and and now they want to just silence him, get rid of him, get rid of him. And that's what Satan wants to do to you. He wants you to be bitter. Let's talk about bitterness because bitterness will kill you. Bitterness will destroy you. Listen. 
Satan wants to destroy you. He doesn't want you to be forgiven. He doesn't want he wants you to be bitter. Listen, for listen to this. You need to read passages from the Bible about forgiveness and how important it is to forgive others. Because as we have been forgiven by the blood of Christ with the grace and mercy shown to us, we are always able to start a new relationship with God. Listen, when we repent, we're given full forgiveness of our sins. They didn't understand this. But because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But in light of our new beginning, believers, listen, podcast listeners, in light of our new beginning, God commands that in return, we forgive others and extend grace as we've been shown grace. How many times has God bailed you out of a mess that you can't remember? So many. How many days have you been without and God has been there for you and you think you're holding on and God's been there for you? God has always showed you mercy. So in return, we forgive, we forgive others and extend grace as we've been showed grace. And see, listen, it can be one of the hardest things that we face in life. The pain and the hurt. Well, you don't understand that others cause us. <clears throat> it's real pain. And it's great pain. But the pain of living with bitterness and unforgiveness can poison your soul. Listen, it'll destroy your body. It'll destroy you. But when we forgive others, listen to me. We're not saying what we did is okay. But we're releasing them to Jesus Christ and letting go of its stronghold on us. It see, we, we I was studying my Bible this morning before I preached, and God said, and the, and and God was telling me, you know, to better understand Him, He commands us to forgive, and why it's so critical to be able to forgive. Because listen. Colossians 3.13 says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Because in heaven, He won't forgive you if you don't. Satan hates us. It's spiritual. It's spiritual, believers. This is what the Lord says. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged by the mighty army for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. It's spiritual warfare. Ephesians 6.10-11 through 11. Be strong in the mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so you can stand the, the, against the devil's schisms. Listen. Luke 17.3-4 says, So watch yourselves. If your brother or, or your sister is against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. And if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. Why? Why? Seven times 70, God, Jesus said. Well, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Jesus doesn't want you to die of cancer, bitterness, and be destroyed. Because it'll destroy you. Ephesians 4.31 4, chapter 4, listen to this. Verse 31 <clears throat> to 32, it says this. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander along with every 
form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just in Christ. God forgave you. Wow! You may think to yourself, I've never read that, Pastor. No, you haven't? Well, have you read this one? If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and He'll pur- purify us from all unrighteousness. That's 1 John 1, 9. Wow! And the, and the final one is Isaiah 43, 25-26. It says, I, listen to this, Ani, even Ani, I, even... It says, I, even I, he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Review the past for me. Let us argue the matter together. State the case for your innocence. Jesus Christ took took that cross, carried it for your sins. This cross is not just a cross. It's more than a cross. The cross has your name on it. The cross guarantees forgiveness if you repent. And the gift of forgiveness is so important because He wants you to have freedom. He wants you to be free from the pain and the guilt. And you may think to yourself, my husband did this to me and my wife did this to me. Well, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. John 8, 3, 2. But the truth is that we got to forgive. What is forgiveness? It's the act of setting someone free from an obligation to you. That's the result of a wrong done against you. It's debt. It's forgiven. When you free your debtor, bondage, God's forgiven us. He doesn't want us to be hostage anymore by our own evil desires that Satan puts in us. So the real person... I mean, the real loser is a person who has an unforgiving spirit. (laughs) It's sad. You can always see a real loser when they, when they're, you know, they got all these grudges and they, you know, it's sad. It's, it's, let's take a look, man. Let's take a closer look. Listen, listen, think about it for a moment. Think back to the last time someone really hurt you or wronged you or took something that belonged to you, whether it's possession or an opportunity, whatever it may be. You feel like running out and doing something. You can't. God says we don't work that way no more. That's your old man. All things are new now. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. The only solution is is forgiveness. And Jesus says, if you do that, you'll be free. And you're thinking, well, how do I do that? Well, be patient. He, you know, God, Jesus loves us. He wants us to be patient. But we got to focus on the Father. We have to understand that he who conceals his transgressions will not prosper. But he who confesses and forsakes them will find compassion. That's Proverbs 28, 13. Let me read that again. He who conceals his transgressions will not prosper. So if you're bitter and ugly and nasty, you're not going to go nowhere. Satan wants to sidetrack you away from God's plan. But Jesus wants you to confess and forsake them and he and will find confession, man. Compassion. It's confession. It's con, it's it's saying, look, it's saying, look, Lord, forgive me. I'm a bitter human being and I need forgiveness. 
That's where Jesus comes in and says, you're forgiven. The prodigal son. The guy wanted, this dude wanted to spend all of his inheritance. God gave, the, 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 the father said, you want your money now? I'm not even dead yet. Yeah, I want my money. The prodigal son, man. Give me my money. I want to go party. He gave him his money. Wow. He took his money. He went out. He spent it all. He lived big and lapsurous and lumptious and he had the best fine linens and the clothes and the money. Hey, buy another drink on me. <laughs> and the brother was upset, man. The dude ended up living with pigs. Real pigs like Nebuchadnezzar on the ground eating grass. But he was rolling in pig poop. It's crazy. He had nowhere to go. <laughs> we don't want to live like that. We don't want to live in the pig pen. We don't need to be in the pig pen. The position of the believers is simple. Handle your hurts. Take your hurts. Don't, don't dig a hole. Listen, this is what happens. And we're, and we're done almost. We get hurt. We get a seed of unforgiving spirit. It's, it's, it's someone plants it in us. They hurt us in some way. Physical, emotional, verbal. And in childhood, whatever. And then, we, and then we, 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 what do we do? We become confused. So we, we, we were hurt. We get confused. And then the devil's got us on a confusion. And basically, we get sick from the rejection. And then we look for our, our detours. And then we, 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 we put it off. We put it off. We, we, we don't let the past come up to deal with it. It roots in us. Uh, you know? Then we dig a hole. See? We dig that hole. And we bury it. And then we deny it. These are the stages. And then we become defeated, you see? So regardless how successfully we think that we, we've buried our hurt, it'll still work its way through our behavior. <laughs> A short temper, you know, oversensitivity, whatever it may be. Critical spirit, jealousy, oh, that's a big one. He's advancing and I'm not. <laughs> and then we become discouraged and then we discover the truth, you see? And then we, the number, in number nine, we take responsibility. The ninth stage is, is, is basically we decide to quit. You see? And, we, and, we, and, and everything around us will change. And we open our hearts and God comes in. And regardless of the hurts. And then we're delivered. It's the final one. You can be delivered. So basically, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Jesus says, forgive yourself first. So I can forgive you. Forgive yourself. The Jews didn't forgive Jesus. They wanted him dead. The prodigal son rolled in the pig poop and his father took him back. Listen. Yeah, he physically... Go Google it. Google Google's everyone's best friend now. Listen. Go Google it. The prodigal son. He laid in his pig, in his pig feces, his son. He didn't have nowhere to go. He came back. And his father said to his other son, Son, make a fat of the lamb. We're going to barbecue our son's home. We're going to celebrate. And his brother was upset. He was bitter. He just gave him his, our inheritance. Dude, what's wrong with you, dad? But he basically tells him straight out. Forgiveness. We, we got our son. 
He's alive. We, we, we've gained. You're alive right now. And Jesus says, listen, do you want forgiveness? My arms are open, son. My arms are open, daughter. You hate your husband? Your husband made you so mad because he made mistakes. You're going to take it out on your family now and be bitter just because of one man's mistake? Stop it. How dare you? I have forgiven your husband. Ouch! That hurts. No, listen. Jesus said, forgiveness. If you don't forgive your brother on earth, I will not forgive you in heaven. Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. Lord, we, we thank you for what you've done. Not only on the cross, Jesus, but just in general. Lord, if people are hurt right now and their butt hurt, Father, we pray that you help them. If they're hurt, Lord, we pray that you heal them. If they're upset and angry, Father, help them see that it's about your will in our life. Lord Jesus, forgive us for our sins. We love you, Father. We pray for this world, and we pray that you come, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, God bless you guys, and 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 uh, sorry about the butthurt words, but hey, man, it's it's an illustration, you know? But hey, growing in his word is, is, is you know, is, is verse by verse, and we thank you guys, and next week we're going to talk about uh, John chapter 12. It's going to be a radical chapter, and we're going to get into it, man. Uh, we're gonna get into how the plot to kill Laz- the plot the plot to kill Lazarus. <laughs> God, he already died. We want to kill him. And the triumph entry. We're gonna talk about the, the. I mean, we're gonna talk about Jesus how he predicts his death on the cross. Man, we're gonna get into the walking, walking the light, man. We're gonna we're gonna get into it. God bless you guys and thank you for growing in His Word. Until next time, God bless.